2: Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I'm LPJ, and I'm joined by a man who's constantly practicing upside-down kissing in his apartment by himself with his pillow. And it's always when I come over. It's very strange. I walk in, and he's there doing handstands on his couch, pillow against his face, making sucking sounds. It's really off-putting. And then he sits up and he's like, Oh, I didn't realize you were coming over. And I'm like, I called you. You let me in. You hit the buzzer.
4: This is the longest so weird. rambling. Joe.
2: Joe, okay. First he's of here. all, Joe.
4: I don't invite you over to my apartment. I'd like to see you via this video screen, and that's about it. Uh, so and I am too old to be doing anything upside down at this point.
3: <laughs> Intentionally upside down.
4: Oh, that's true. That's true. Right. Um, okay, so uh, new month, uh, new theme, uh, we're kicking off uh, a new month, it's uh, Marvel before the MCU month here at Last Action Podcast, uh, and, and we're starting with a movie that uh, I'm surprised that it's taken us so long to get to, uh, but we're talking about uh, Sam Raimi's original 2002 Spider-Man, and we're not here alone. LBJ, who do we got with us?
2: Uh, we got the tush. What's up? And his toes. Yeah. Gross uh and then we've also got the Sandy man the Sandy man's here live from the Let- legend of retro podcast
0: about the only thing that's live about that podcast <laughs> i thought you were gonna introduce me earlier with the whole spider-man kissing thing i'm glad to know i'm not alone <laughs> though pro tip if you're doing a pillow, you can just pretend the pillow's upside down, my friend. You don't have to do you don't have to do all the aerobics.
4: Uh, that is that is good to know. And I'll stop like pouring a bucket of water over my head to simulate rain.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, but also so you can see the pillows nips.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but, so for this like kids superhero PG thirteen movie, such prominent nips in this movie. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And
3: like basically, there's also well, we'll get well at that point. There's a group of guys. I mean, I can't think of many other reasons why a group of, like, five guys would be chasing a lady in the alley. And then also, the the Green Goblin, it implies, like, oh, I'm going to have such fun with the (laughs) engine. There's a real threat of rape in this movie. (laughs) Very much so. Um, Okay,
4: so this movie is released May 3rd, 2002. Um, Tush, why don't you start us off with your kind of history with this movie?
3: I mean, I definitely saw it in the theater opening night, like, midnight show on a Thursday. Um, at the Livonia Mall Theater, except the one, only one I could get tickets to, and I remember loving it. And then, but on the way out, we were walking out, and a guy who is not with our group just walks up to us, like, "Where the fuck was Venom?" Was like, <laughs> it's part one, dude. <laughs> they eventually there's been part three, and that was too early. You know. <laughs> so,
4: uh, have you seen a lot?
3: Have you revisited it a lot? would you say oh, yeah you I mean, I think I, I watched I probably saw it like three or four more times in the theater back then, and uh, i' I you know I bought the DVD right when it came out because that used to be a thing back in the day that like you'd go to you go to a media place sometimes the night before and get the DVD you know because oh no, they might run out. So, <laughs> I definitely watched it a lot. Uh, what about you, Xander?
0: Uh, my very first date was to go see this movie on opening night
3: mm-hmm. did
0: you kiss upside down <laughs> no
3: unfortunately
0: not, not.
4: Yep. Um, have you seen a lot since you know is it is yeah it...
0: yeah so I worked in uh, I worked at family video before that close so uh, our, our rules for what movies we could watch is it had to be PG unless it was a superhero movie ah. so I watched this a lot Uh <laughs> Of the three of the original three, I think I can speak for everybody in the entire world and say that the second one is the best. Yes. So I watched that one out significantly more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I watched this a ton when it came out on DVD. Um, I bought it the day it came out on, at Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> was working there. Got paid and got the got the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love. It. I I think these movies still hold up. With the exception of three, I think these all these all still <laughs> hold up pretty well.
2: No, umander
3: hovercraft Joe would this have been one that when we were working at Sam's club they might have been playing on the TVs there
4: uh potentially it could be based on when it came out yeah I don't remember it specifically yeah. but it but it could have been um
2: well, Xander I do have one question though mm-hmm. did my brother at least split the dinner tab with you
0: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i actually didn't know your brother very well when this came out
2: oh really oh okay so he yeah. wasn't he wasn't on the date with you no, he oh, was not. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that's who it was. <laughs> that he
3: knows of,
0: <laughs> right? He could have it very well could have been in the theater. It would have been at uh, AMC 20. So it's it's possible he was there. <laughs> I have to track um, him down and find out.
4: Um I'll go I'll go next. I mean, we've we've talked before in the podcast. We've covered a couple other Spider-Man movies. Uh, I'm a gigantic Spider-Man fan. i may have been reading Spider-Man comics since I was 9 years old and I'm 42. Two now? Oh, dear Lord, I'm old. Uh, so <laughs> I-, I remember being super psyched about this movie. I remember seeing it opening night. Uh, I own it on DVD. I own it on Blu ray. I have a digital copy of it. I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, we were talking about it on last week's episode, which was uh, like in real time, like 45 minutes ago, how it was funny <laughs> that forever this movie it was on Hulu, it was on Netflix, it was on every streaming service, and then it was like on nothing and then literally yesterday i saw dave and i'm like dave is like i don't think i own a copy of it and i'm like dave literally they broke the news and it was gonna be streaming on disney plus starting today uh yesterday yeah Yeah. so but they just posted it that's funny
0: i i didn't uh, i didn't watch it until today and i was like i'm assuming it's on it's on disney plus and then i like opened up disney app and it's like all over the things well that's the first day
4: Just today, they added uh, the three Raimi ones and the first Amazing Spider Man. So it's just, it was kind of crazy. But um, the rest are two
0: good ones and two bad ones. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I've seen this movie a ton. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Uh, But we'll get into that as we go. Uh, LPJ? Yeah, Anything?
2: Opening night. I think it was probably with you, I would assume. Um, Yeah. I I, I bought it. I was working at Best Buy at the time it came out on DVD. bought the fancy edition of it, the one that comes in, like, do you remember the, the edition that came in the, the, the box? Like the box, like the well, cardboard they all box edition. No, no, no. It's a okay. cardboard box like edition. Oh,
0: yeah, that was a weird...
2: Yeah, I have I It's packed away right now because because the basement I, thing, but...
4: I remember because I have a... I bought one that came in a box like that. It's like you slid the DVD case out and had some of the stuff, but it was oddly for Superman Returns. So. <laughs> yeah
2: weird no, <laughs> no this, that's one, this one i'm talking about is like the size of a shoebox. like it's a big box it's got all oh. kinds of stuff in it um all right i don't didn't have a chance to pull it out unfortunately
4: um oh, so so this is just a big tease of what you're telling percent.
2: <laughs> straight tease uh okay. but yeah i've seen it a bunch of times after that and then i watched it so much i got sick of it and haven't seen it since uh until yeah, a podcast same. today
3: hey question now does everyone else remember how when this came out, they're like, okay, well, we have to have a preview. We have to have a trailer for the Hulk, but we've shot no footage for it yet. Yeah. So there's that weird preview where it's like you you see Eric Bana standing in front of the sink, and then like you see his eye yeah. turn green, and then the house explodes. You know? I do remember
2: that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember I, this movie was everywhere.
3: It really
4: was. Like, well- and I remember, I, I remember seeing it, but I remember reading about this, the, the original trailer to this, like they shot, that's not footage from the movie where he catches the bad guys yeah. in the big net between the twin towers yeah. and then 11 happens. So they're like,
3: I guess we can't use that anymore. So, so yeah. do you think Al Qaeda did that as a slight to uh Spider-Man they're like, Oh, we'll get you. Probably not, but you never know. I don't
4: know how they think. Um, but uh, now I lost my train. Of- oh, you know what I wanted to say? You brought up the uh, Eric Bana Hulk. We usually don't do this. We're still trying to figure out the fourth movie we're doing for this month. So if you really no, think we, we should do, did we? Yeah, did we decide on it? you said I we I you said we will figure it
2: out. I'm fairly certain we did.
4: Oh, I thought we hadn't hundred percent figured it out because I was gonna say if you think we should do the Eric Bana Hulk. Let us know. I think it would be a terrible episode because I would have to watch I think it. Again. It might
3: be a good episode. We have a lot of Nolte ammo. Just talk about how insane and homeless he is in that movie, <laughs> and that somehow that was twenty years ago and he's still alive. That he movie. Looks, that yeah. movie. Um, anyways, uh, let's get into some of the
4: numbers for uh, Spider-Man. So this movie um, has a budget of $139 dollars, which uh, you know, pretty pricey. But I guess it, you know, it has a lot of stuff going on in it it has a domestic gross of 407 million dollars and a worldwide gross of 825 million dollars so pretty pretty close to making like a billion dollars when all said and done so
2: yeah this was the first movie to have a 100 million dollar opening weekend
4: like that's crazy that like how much money this this movie made and like you said that opening weekend it's i mean you can tell why it's a property that they keep making yeah more and more movies for because you know so much money uh this is interesting to me. rotten Tomatoes ninety percent. okay, this is what gets interesting. ninety percent by the way, way 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 higher than the nine percent that Beverly Hills cop three got um, Ten times. yes um the audience score on this is only sixty seven percent, which seems wow. low. so
3: here's my theory on that
4: because is like the, I said the, is, is, the, the is it the Macy
2: is it the Macy gray bias?
3: <laughs> it is no. It's that they never freeze the like you know it, they never freeze the ratings. You know it's like people can come back and vote later, right? And like when it, it's like I think it this movie does suffer in comparison to the Tom Holland ones. You know I well, think maybe it's some people mm-hmm. who watch the Tom Holland ones go and watch this on Disney Plus or Hulu or whatever, then they, they go to rate it. and It's like oh well, it's not as good. It's different than the ones.
4: Well, you, know? you might even say that it suffers a little bit compared to Spider Man Two. I mean... Yeah, you're right. I have a lot to say about this movie. I will say this up front. It hasn't aged as well, maybe, as I remember it. Like, watching it now, some of it hasn't, like... Not, like, in a controversial way, but just, like... Aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically, it hasn't aged as well, and it feels dated. It doesn't feel timeless, right? Like, some movies you watch and you're like, whatever. This movie, I'm like, this feels old, watching it now. But we'll get into that more. Okay, Top grossing movies of 2002. Uh, this movie, Spider-Man, was number one at the domestic box office. Uh, number two was uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. And number three was Star Wars Episode II, Attack of the Clones. This LBJ was, like I said last week, where I'm like, oh, we probably haven't done that many movies in 2002. Wrong. Other movies we've covered on this podcast from 2002 are number 12, Die Another Day, number 15, Triple X, number 17, Minority Report, number 21, The Born Identity, number 32, Blade 2, and number 99, The Transport. We have been doing this podcast too long.
2: It blows my mind that all of those movies came out in 2002. Like, some of them, in my mind, I don't picture them happening at the same time as Spider-Man did.
4: It does seem, yeah. I, I will agree. It's kind of it's kind of wild because, like I said, and I said this last week. Like when I go to do those, I'm like, oh, I don't. 2002, we have maybe done a, a movie or two, and then I'm like, oh crap, we done a lot of movies yeah. that year. Um, okay. So cast of this movie: uh, Toby Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Willem Dafoe, James Franco,
3: J.K. Simmons. Who else do you guys want to talk about? I mean, there's a ton of people that pop up. Right. We like, want well, to say uh, the the time. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, Octavia Spencer. I just noticed it for the first time I was in it. Uh Elizabeth Banks, Lucy Lawless, Jim Norton. Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi. Yep. Macho Man uh, Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh yeah, there's Trudy. a lot of people in it.
0: Sorry, I got distracted by a text message. You guys already mentioned Bruce Campbell?
3: Yep. Yes.
4: yes. Oh, Cliff Robinson. He's Cliff great. Cliff Robinson?
3: Enough. That's that's correct. Uh who plays Aunt May in this? Uh,
2: Rosemary Harris, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was yeah,
3: yeah. Famous back in the day. Yep. Yeah. So a lot these are, of these people. are the oldest Aunt May and Uncle Ben's in uh, in the movies. It's oh, true, man. but that that's aligned more with the comics because like
4: Aunt May has been like eighty five years old for like so many years now. Um, okay, net worth. Let's get into some net worths. Uh, first up, I have J.K. Simmons. He's got that sweet, sweet Justice League money. Dave, what do you think for JK Simmons? I'm gonna say thirty million dollars. He's got that sweet, sweet Oz money. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think, Xander, for JK Simmons?
0: Uh, man. He's got that sweet, sweet no way home money. <laughs> 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 He's got the sweet, sweet Spider Man money, right? Yeah. Uh I'ma say sixteen dollars. All right, what do you think, uh,
2: LBJ? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet I love you man money. Uh, Ooh. Right? I'm yeah. going to go – I'll go $40 million.
4: $20 million for okay. uh, Mich- Michigan's own
2: J.K. Simmons? Yeah. I believe so. He is. Yes.
0: Not All my right. tempo.
4: <laughs> Next up uh James Franco. He's got that sweet sweet uh doesn't really do anything anymore cuz I guess he's kind of shady in a dirtbag money. Uh <laughs> Xander, what do you think from James Franco?
0: He's got that uh what was it? The uh, sweet sweet spring breakers.
2: Oh, you want it? Be me to it. Uh,
0: so I'm gonna say uh $12. Okay?
2: <laughs>
4: what do you think LBJ? He's
2: got that sweet sweet Oz the Great and Powerful money.
3: Ooh, second appearance of Oz. Uh,
2: Another Raimi flick. Yep. I'll go $25 million.
3: Okay. What do you think, uh, Tush? He's got that sweet, sweet, near-pornographic student films he made money. <laughs> so I'm going to say he has $50 million. Uh
4: $30 million for James Franco. $30 million. He probably had
3: more before the lawsuits.
4: Uh next up uh Willem Defoe he's got that sweet sweet life aquatic money uh LPJ what do you think for Willem Defoe
2: he's got that sweet sweet uh what is it, the lighthouse caretaker what was it uh, the lighthouse money what's yeah. the one where he, yeah. is that what uh, it is yep
4: yeah. yeah i don't know what you're talking about but sure
2: uh i'll go uh, 30 million
3: okay uh tish He's got that sweet, sweet boondock saints money. <laughs> I'm going to say he's worth fifty million. Uh, and what do you think, Sander?
0: I'm torn. Um, not on his net worth, but what movie I'm going to mention? <laughs> <laughs> do I keep the trend of saying No Way Home money? That sweet, sweet No Way Home money, or do I do I bring up that sweet, sweet showing his dong in The Last Temptation of Christ money? You <laughs> think I go with that? All right? Uh, I'm going to say thirty-three dollars.
4: Uh, $40 million for Willem Defoe oh, Uh, man. next up, Kirsten Dunst. She's got that sweet, sweet bring-it-on money. What do you think, Tush, for Kirsten Dunst?
3: Um, she's got that sweet, sweet joint bank account with Jesse Plemons money. <laughs> so I'm going to say $10 million. All right, what do you think, Xander, Ooh. for
4: Kirsten Dunst?
0: Oh, she's got that sweet, sweet interview with a vampire money. <laughs> uh... Eight bucks. All right, and finally, L.P.J.
2: Oh, Tush! You inspired me. She's got that sweet, sweet season two of Fargo with Jesse Plemons money. <laughs> Uh Twenty-five million.
4: Twenty-five million on the button. Nice. L.P.J. Kirsten Dunst super fan, and finally Toby Maguire. He's got that sweet, sweet cider house rules money. Xander, what do you think for Kirsten Dunst?
0: Uh again. Uh she's got Toby that Maguire? sweet Oh sorry,
4: <laughs> yeah. Toby to- did I say Kirsten Dunce again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you sure do? did. Uh, Toby <laughs> Maguire. I'm sorry. What do you think for Toby Maguire?
0: He's got that sweet, sweet no way home money. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say seventy-four dollars.
2: All right. Uh LPJ. Uh, uh, he's got that sweet, sweet uh Sea biscuit. Wonder Boys money. Sweet, <laughs> sweet Wonder Boys money. Wonder Boys. What a
3: poll. Okay, what What's he got?
2: Uh, twenty-five million.
3: All right, <laughs> finally touch. Um, he's got that sweet, sweet brothers with Jake Gyllenhaal, who was set to replace him in Spider-Man Two up until the last minute. Uh, money, and he, I say, he's got seventy million dollars. So close to us, she's got seventy five million dollars.
4: Damn,
2: really? Wow.
4: Yeah. Very, very well, I mean, I'm sure he got paid handsomely for these Spider Man movies. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why they almost brought in
3: Dick Gyllenhaal to replace him because he was asking too much for the second one.
4: Uh yeah, he like uh it said that he like faked his back injury. (laughs) To yeah. try and get more money, and they were like, uh,
3: "Yeah, we're just going to replace you." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Yeah, that's why there's that joke in uh, in No Way Home where he's like, "Oh, I got a back thing."
0: <laughs> I thought that was a reference to Spider Man Two where he fell and like, "Oh, my back, my back." I think it's uh, I think it works both ways. No, uh, it's only only one way, and we need to get to the bottom of those. All right, well, we'll <laughs>
4: fit, we'll solve that on the Discord. Uh, so this movie is, of course. Uh, directed by uh Sam Raimi, uh, Michigan the great that Michigan zone, uh, the great Sam Raimi. We've covered how many Raimi movies have we done? We did Dark Man, <laughs> I yeah, know we that. Did
2: Darkman, we did Army Darkness,
4: yeah. We
2: did, is
4: that, is that it? Uh, did you do did. The Quick and the Dead? No, we haven't done The Quick and the Dead. Hey, that's it, that's it. Um, and then it's written by David Kep, uh, but it also, I mean, based on characters by Stanley and Steve Ditko. And the, uh, music was, uh, Danny Elfman, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Classic, classic, uh, score, but that's not what we're going to play though. Right.
2: (laughs) No, we're going to play another song written for a movie. This it's hero by Chad Kroger and Josie Scott. This song was everywhere all the time when this movie came out.
0: Now, hang on. Wasn't that also for two?
2: No, two has uh, the uh, indicated it. by dashboard confessional. Right.
0: Okay. I could have sworn that was two, but no.
2: All right, here we go. a little little taste of that
4: um if you heard me laughing i would like to say it's because i was like oh uh LPJ sent me the link in the chat to listen to it and i clicked on it and it was
2: <laughs> no i did not <laughs>
4: it was the tokyo drift song again that is correct i did uh, not send the link for this music <laughs> you did not so i was laughing because it was like the the same song from last week so uh okay. anyways but But yeah, you're right, that uh, Hero, not the Tokyo Drift song, was uh, everywhere uh, when this movie came out. And I think it's forever burned in my brain. And I remember watching the video a lot, because at the time I was like, oh, I want to see footage from the movie, you know, so you got to watch the video.
3: Uh, I feel like it was funny because it was like, oh, it's Chad Kroger from Nickelback. (laughs) Is there a really big difference between just Chad Kroger and Nickelback? (laughs) Um. Okay.
4: So uh, get into the taglines now. There's a lot. Uh, So let's get started. The first one, with great power comes great responsibility. Okay. Classic. Classic. Spider-Man's mantra. Second one, an ordinary man and extraordinary power. Third one, get ready for the ultimate spin. (laughs) This one, I don't even know if this one's a tagline. Do you want to know who I am? I'm Spider-Man.
0: Looks like spoilers yeah. from the very end of the movie,
4: isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, next one. Next summer, one hero will take you for
0: the ultimate spin. I hope the next one is like a combination of all of them. Like, <laughs> next summer, the next one, one hero is- will take you on the ultimate spin. Do you want to know who he is? It's Spider-Man.
4: <laughs> uh, he has great power and also great responsibility. No, the next one is on May 3rd, the entire world will connect to the web
1: jeez!
4: Oh, <laughs> the it's next very one early 2000s uh, catchphrase the next one a gift a curse a destiny this oh. next one is so stupid i mean it's a line from the movie if somebody told you i was just your average guy not a care in the world somebody lied <laughs> uh, well, that's the one next-
3: of line to the movie isn't
4: it yeah. Yep. yeah the next one is kind of just a variation on one of those you already this is my gift this is my curse uh, the next one, go for the ultimate spin, and he then finally, spinning.
2: not swinging. They can't say swing. For some reason. Well, you're like you're, you're spinning, spinning, web. you spinning webs. No, you're spinning webs. It. I got it, guys. I just, got right. it just
4: like flies. It did. It didn't seem like you you got it, but um, uh, and then uh, finally, the last one is turn your world upside down. So, yep. <laughs> um. So what do you got, LBJ, Before we get into the plot of this, what, um, what do you got, Chris? Well, we
2: can talk about the fact that this movie's been in development since 1980. Uh, yeah, it has gone through a bunch of different studios as far as rights goes. At one point, it was owned parts of this parts of this of this uh, 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 property were owned by three different studios at the same time. Um, eventually, believe it or not, leading to the release of um, of uh, uh, the James Bond, uh, some of the James Bond property, back to uh, another studio, so they could actually make uh, um, Casino Royale later on. So they relinquished their rights to that. Sony got the rights back to so, to, uh, to Spider Man, and that's how th- these movies got made. Uh, but at one
3: point, I, James Cameron was a good director. I was
2: going to bring that up next. Not only was off. not only at uh, at one point was he gonna direct. He actually wrote a treatment, treatment for it, a script for it. It was a dark, hard R, uh, Spider-Man that involved a lot of swearing, a lot of violence, and some sex. It is, by
4: the way, it is bonkers. If you haven't ever like read anything about like James Cameron's treatment and, and what he had planned for this, like go seek it out and read about it. Cause it's
3: insane.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then
3: I believe his main choice would be Michael Bean as Spider-Man who was already in no, the eighties and nineties no.
2: already. too yeah. No, it was going to be Eddie, Eddie Furlong was going to be Spider-Man. Schwarzenegger oh, was going to be, um, uh, Dr. Octopus okay. and, um, uh, B, Michael Bean was going to be somebody else in it. Oh,
1: so it's basically gonna be the cast that, the
2: Terminator cast. Um, but one of the one of the most interesting things about James Cameron's involvement in it is he went so far as to create. You know how he's famous for making whatever you know technical achievement he needs to make whatever film. So like with Titanic, he made some, you know, did some special like uh, underwater cameras and stuff like that. For Avatar, he made new 3D cameras. Well, for his prep to do this movie, he developed these these wire cams. And there's test footage of it, of this caged camera in a wire swinging through a forest so that it could get, like, you know, test footage for swinging. It didn't end up getting used, obviously, for the movie. But what's crazy is that technology ended up being turned around and sold to the NFL. And it's now the NFL Skycam that they use. Oh, wow. yeah, Yeah, That is wild. And so any time you see a Skycam in here, that's from James Cameron's prep from making Spider-Man. He owns the patent to it, I guess.
3: I'm going to start telling people that, and they'll be like, Dave, you and your goddamn facts again. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> um, anything else? I mean, I know a lot's going to come there's, up when we start talking.
2: I mean, there's so much to the development of this movie that there's no way we could go over all of it. Your best bet is just to read about it, because it's yeah. gone through a billion different directors. I mean, there's like Roland Emmerich, Ang Lee, Chris Columbus, Barry Sonnenfeld. Tim Burton, Michael Bay, Yandabot, Shyamalan, Tony Scott, David Fincher. They all had their hand in it at some point point. Um, and then eventually went to Sam Raimi just for the sheer fact that he loved Spider-Man so much and he collected so many comics. The studio was like, hey, eh, he's probably the right guy to do this.
4: That's wild, too, because, I mean, like he hadn't really like up to this movie. He hadn't done anything like huge budget. Like no. quick in the dead movies. Yeah,
2: quick that was in the, the biggest movie he had done.
4: That's wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, ugh, let me stifle a yawn and get into this. No um, no bearing on how I feel about this movie at all. I just had a yawn. Okay, uh, so this movie starts off with the aforementioned kind of like uh, voiceover from Tobey Maguire. Actually, no. It starts off with a Danny Elfman score in a very, very long <laughs> credit sequence, yeah. I feel like. Um, uh, then we get into the... Um, uh, voiceover from Tom McGuire where he talks about like, Oh, if, you know, someone told you blah, 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 story, blah, introduce him. He's running to try and catch up to the bus which I'm like, this bus driver is a dick, right? Like why? Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, he's fired. He,
4: should he get in trouble for that? Uh, he gets on the bus. No one wants him to let him sit next to him. He's got a crush on Mary Jane. Um, uh, also, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I looking back on it now, I don't know how old he was when he made this, but I feel like Tobey Maguire looks at least like thirty-five in this movie, right? Yeah. Like he, I, in this assuming
0: movie assuming they filmed in like two thousand, he would have been twenty-five.
4: Okay, he looks he a lo-
0: seventy-five. My wife look- and I were watching. And she was like, I I feel like he looks like he's twenty-seven. How old was he when he filmed <laughs> this? And I looked it up. I was like, Holy shit, twenty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Oh, when it released?
2: Yeah, he was he yeah. was like twenty-six when it, twenty-six or twenty-seven when it came out. Kirsten Dunst was nineteen when it came out. Mm-hmm. And then, other than that, I think Franco was like 23 or 24.
4: I feel like everybody, a high school student in this movie looks 30. In this movie, no yeah. one looks like they should be in high school.
2: Well, and then
3: that's that's one person we forgot to mention is Joe Mangello playing Bully Flash Thompson. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that right. was bring up
3: is funny because you usually hear that Joe Mangello is one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, and Toby Maguire is one of the biggest assholes. So, <laughs>
1: um,
3: okay.
4: So they're going on a field trip to the science center. Uh, Harry gets dropped off by Norman uh, in the, in the nice car. Uh, I was wondering why he needed that backpack for the field trip. Cause Norman's like, <laughs> Oh, hold on. You forgot your backpack. And it's like, well, it's a field trip. Um, that's where you get when, when him and Peter are meeting for the first time, that's where you get that like classic, like meme worthy line. That's like, you see all over the place that they had to call back to in no way home where Norman's like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself, which is like just one of the things that like is like forever uh, brings to mind this movie. Like it's become, it's kind of yeah. wild. Too. Like, it was a meme
2: before it was a meme before memes were a thing.
4: Yeah. It's such like a, a weird, just a line and it's become like so much bigger than like anyways. Um, so they go in and they, they're, they're, they're seeing this exhibit about all this work they're doing on spiders. Uh, I like that the, uh, lady, uh, when they're walking through and she's like talking about all the different spiders, she's like basically is conveniently explaining all the uh-huh. powers that Spider Man's gonna get because she's like, These ones can jump, and these ones can like spin webs, and these ones can lift power, like basically explaining everything that spiders can do, uh, except for the camouflage one. I guess Toby talks about that, and he doesn't get the camouflage powers. Um, so, um, all the students we talked about look really old. Uh, I think they all look older than the teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I tried I
0: tried to look up the age of the teacher, and I couldn't find anything. Also, couldn't we argue that Spider-Man blending in as Peter Parker to be normal? Is this camouflage? it's
2: that, yeah. deep. That's deep. We can, mm-hmm. we, can,
4: we can make that argument. I don't know why, but it always mm-hmm. sticks out to me. that. <laughs> it always sticks out to me the weird line the teacher has when he says, let's, let's go talk it. about how we listen.
0: Also he's
3: like, I kid you not. Very dramatically.
0: <laughs> very like monotone, you talk through that lady's entire presentation. <laughs> yeah. Let's go talk about how we listen. Let's go talk about how we listen. He sounds um, very
3: evil. Like, is this like is this guy gonna turn out to be the chameleon later or something?
4: Probably maybe, maybe. Uh so then he gets bit by the spider. And that was like uh like a practical shot, right? Is that what I'm to believe? Like they like painted a spider and actually yeah. used like a real spider in that chat, which is kind of wild. Uh, if you think about it. Um, also that spider crawls off. I feel like in the comics he got bit and the spider died, but that spider yeah. like wanders off. Like it could have bit
3: like eight more people. Yeah. There's going to be another eight Spider-Man out there.
2: Wasn't um, it the crux of like one of the other Spider-Men is it bit somebody else after the fact?
4: Well, Silk, uh, Cindy Moon. Yeah the way that she was introduced is that she was on the same film t- field trip and it bit her as well. And she got spider bros, but oh, I
3: thought you were talking about silk, the shocker.
4: <laughs> no, no, he's that's- just
2: talking about the shocker.
3: Okay. <laughs>
4: um. So then we cut to uh, Oscorp where this general who's got a real mad on for Norman Osborn is just, he's so mad immediately. I don't know why this guy hates Norman Osborn so much, but he doesn't like seeing the glider. He wants to know about like the serum um, and, uh, professor Strom is bummed because one time, uh, it had bad side effects. So he tells the general that he thinks it needs to go back to uh formula and Norman is not happy about that. Um, uh, we get, then we get our introduction to uncle Ben and aunt may uncle Ben's rocking a vest. He just got laid off cause he apparently is like a 92 year old head electrician <laughs> at the, at a factory or something. Um, also, so Peter comes home after getting bit, and I, and I like that um, when he goes in the room and collapses, and he has, like, that, like, the the vision, the weird nightmare thing. Like, yeah. that's, like, so, like, classic Sam Raimi, 100%. like, all the stuff yeah. that's going on in that scene. Um, so uh, then uh, we cut back to Norman, because we get, like, the juxtaposition of, like, Peter turning into Spider-Man and Norman turning into the Green Goblin. And I don't know why it, it stuck out to me this time. I thought it was weird that when he takes the serum, but ends up being the God, Goblin serum, that he doesn't inject it, that he just straight up like drinks it. I don't yeah. know why in movies, I think more like that you like, oh, they probably inject it, but he's just like, oh, he drinks it. Um, and his Will of Dafoe, I like I love him in this movie. Like he's so good, but like just the acting he does when he's like taking that serum and he's like moving his body all around and he's acting all like wigging out, like it's very good. I don't know why I really like
2: he's, he's like he's great he might be the best part of this movie.
4: Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. you're right. Uh oh, <laughs> Xander disagrees. He's We'll get
0: right? to it. You think it's we'll Mason, great? It.
3: No you, you think it's Kirsten Dunst, wet nipples? <laughs> He's like, put a pin in it. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> um, or is it um,
4: also okay? So Peter wakes up the next morning uh, and he's jacked. Um, and I've always Ooh. wondered. I've always wondered why um, he's just
2: less fat. Come on.
4: <laughs> no, he's
2: jacked.
0: He yeah. looks. He looks pretty similar to how he looked beforehand. Because there is another shot of him like before he got bit without a shirt on and it's pretty similar <laughs> it's, it's,
3: it's kind of the classic like fitness photo thing where before like they shot him like with you know no tan and kind of hunched over before and then this time and you know and not flexing and now it's like okay he's flexing he's tan and he's like you know it's like an instagram model thing
4: <laughs> um but I was always curious, and, and I mean, I know this is, like, precedent in the comics, but I, always, I was always confused as to why the spider bite fixed his eyesight, <laughs> amongst other things. Like, I guess it just made him stronger, so it made his eyes stronger. Um, yeah, I
3: think it just basically put him, like, you know, the peak human or whatever. I mean, I obviously higher than peak human, but, like, you know, it's good for the yeah. Why
0: don't you get bit by some spiders? Don't spiders <laughs> have, like, eight eyes? Maybe the just ah, came together and formed into yeah. two.
4: Listen, I am constantly, if I see a spider trying to let it bite me, just in case. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, so uh, then he's he's going to leave uh, uh, for school, and he's like, hey, don't forget, we're painting the kitchen when you get home. Uh, and then this dumb exchange that I had to write down where he's, where he's like, don't start with me. No, don't start without me. And Uncle Ben's like, and don't start up with me. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. But okay. So um, so then the bus driver again tries to leave him behind. And I'm like, dude, someone needs to report this bus driver because he should lose his job. You shouldn't be leaving people behind. Um, uh, we also get a report back from Moz that the uh, flight suit and glider were stolen. Um, uh, and, and then so so he, I find this to be super interesting. So that shot that it's a practical shot when he like catches all that stuff on yeah. the tray. Like yeah. that's wild to me, and that they they shot it like 156 times before they finally got it right. But like it, it, watching it now, because he like basically it's like Mary Jane's carrying a, a tray of food, I think it is, and she slips, and he like catches yeah. her, and then he catches all the food on the tray. And you would 100 percent think it's some kind of like digital shot, but that they did it practical is
3: is wild to me. And, and this kind of starts what I think is we really cat this movie set the standard for the. Character discovering they have powers in movies like this was like like all the ones since then is kind of like okay like you know testing stuff out like kind of goes back to this movie you
4: know um, so this, I guess we'll, we'll cover it now and we'll see how everyone feels about it uh, the organic webbing in it like I, I think it's dumb I I don't know your guys' opinion on organic webbing but I'm obviously I've been reading the comics forever so like but like in the reasoning too where they're like oh well like they're like we didn't think that like, people would believe that he could invent, like, web fluid and all that stuff. And it's like, well, you want him to be really smart. Anyways, just real quick, Dave, how do you feel about okay, uh, organic so webbing?
3: I agree with you, and that's why I think the superiority of the, the more recent Spider-Mans are they embrace the fact that Spider-Man's a genius, you know? And there was a period in the comics where they weren't embracing it either. It's like, oh, he's a photographer that's also Spider-Man. It's like, like, but now they do in the comics. And, like, it really, like, I think, because that's, I'd say, one of the flaws of this movie as far as a, a comic fan goes, is that, like, oh, they say he's a genius, but they never demonstrate him being a genius about anything. Not really, Because no. he's just as much a science pro as Iron Man or the Hulk. And, yeah. You know, so it's... I really think that that... I, I think the organic webs just... Back then, they're like, oh, it makes more sense, but... Because, oh, why doesn't he have the webs? It's like, well, if you were going to be real authentic about it, the webs would shoot out of his butt. So, yeah. you know... LPJ, so, organic webbing?
2: I don't care. I mean, from... From the context of this movie, um, it makes more sense for him to have organic webbing. Um, from the context of the character in the comics, it makes more sense for him to have the web shooters because of the fact that in the comics they play up the fact that he is a, a genius and you know a, a great chemist. And in here, it's an afterthought. So it wouldn't make sense for them, if they're going to treat him like an afterthought, his intelligence, it wouldn't make sense for them to put... Non-organic web shooters on him. It just, but, but, and and they were going with the fact that you know he's inheriting all of these powers from a spider. Um, They went that route. I don't care one way or the other. I think it makes more sense to go organic in this movie, but it makes more sense to be non-organic in the comics.
4: Xander, organic webbing.
0: Uh, so. Top Secret Confession Time. I had never read a Spider-Man comic before I watched this movie. My Spider-Man knowledge was from the animated series, like okay. very limited animated, very limited watching of the animated series, and just kind of having a a, a simpleton's understanding of what Spider-Man was. Didn't bother me, <laughs> and even after like now, I've I've actually recently started going back and and rereading the run of Ultimate Spider-Man from around the time the movie came out. I'm like. It's, it's, I think it's, it's like LBJ said. I think it makes sense for the movie, so it doesn't bother me at all, and I don't look back at it in anger. Yeah. So,
3: I, <laughs> well, Ultimate Spider-Man was tailored to be more like the movies. So. Yeah, I, um, I, d- thing- I, oh, I could
0: understand if I if I had seen. If I had read the books before, I probably have been a little bit miffed about it, but having that's, that's no frame true. of reference as I started, it, I was like, oh, it, that's how it,
4: it, it leads to that great scene in No Way Home where all the Spider Men are talking and they're like, yeah. Can't yeah. believe that he's organic whipping. Uh, that that's so that's fun. Well,
2: Dave, also, I would
3: I would go so far as to say that in the early two thousands it was not as cool to be a nerd as it is now. So like almost like as soon as you get bit, he almost stopped being a nerd. That's yeah, you know? that's fair. That's fair. So,
4: um, okay, so then uh, he accidentally throws a tray of food into Flash's face and he walks out with like webbing hanging out of his sleeve, dragging the thing. And, like, <laughs> no one thinks that's weird at all. And so then Flash comes to beat him up. And I guess I never realized or thought about it before, but Flash Thompson was straight up going to just punch him in the back of the head, right?
3: Like, yeah, he oh, yeah, cold cock him. Yeah. With <laughs> enough force to bend the steel of a locker. and not break his hand so so he has a fight he ends
4: up beating up flash he kind of gets freaked out uh he runs out of school uh runs into an alley he sees a conveniently placed spider web that makes him think that he got bit by a spider and then he finds that he can climb walls uh and then cut to like if i have to say my least favorite part of this movie throughout it is that like this starts him jumping and screaming and whooping every time he's in the air. And it continues on and on and on and on throughout the movie. And I will say this. and it, it, You know what happens with older movies, but I, I I notice it very strongly, especially like the scene when he's jumping from roof to roof. There's a few other things. CGI does not hold up very well in some of the stuff in this movie. It looks bad. Um, which, you know, it happens, but it's noticeable to me in a lot, a couple of the scenes in this movie that it it doesn't look good. Um, okay. So, uh, he's, and also I find it weird that he's like testing and he's doing all the screaming and swinging off roofs in broad daylight. Yeah. (laughs) Like no no one heard this kid screaming and like swinging from roofs and stuff. Um.
0: Anyways, uh, so he goes a home world where public school bus drivers can torment kids or are screaming <laughs> running through the streets. No one gives a shit if some kid's screaming, <laughs> fa- seemingly falling from a building.
4: <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, so he gets home, he forgot that he's supposed to help. Uh, Uncle Ben, uh, there's some meatloaf in the fridge. Uh, he goes out and he talks, has a talk with Mary Jane. Uh, he's got a dope peacoat on. Um, and Flash pulls up to, like, pick her up in a car, and he's like, oh, man, I got to get a car. Uh, he has that great brainstorming montage where he's trying to, like, decide on what the suit's going to look like. Uh, Tush, she said it to us today, but it always reminds me of that uh, Jack Black uh, MTV Black. Movie Awards yeah. uh, skit where he's doing the same thing and, like, drawing the ideas and stuff. It's like, not gay enough,
3: not gay enough. <laughs> The exact the right amount of gay.
4: Yeah. Um, and then, like, I, I do think it's funny that I don't know how he decided on, and I don't even know how he decides in the comic, but, like, the red and blue always seems weird to me. Um, well, the spoiler was red and blue. that did. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's
0: dope. Probably um, more realistic is he looked in the ad for the wrestling thing and said colorful characters needed.
4: <laughs> but I I do like the fact that like he draws a Spider-Man suit and it's like the classic Spider-Man suit. And then when you see him at the wrestling match, it's like it's what someone would be capable of making. <laughs> like none of us would be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make a super suit. It's gonna look great. Like
0: maybe um, that's why they they cut the organic web shooter. Or they did the organic web shooters. So it's like if this is the costume this motherfucker makes. <laughs> Based yeah. on that drawing, there's no way he's gonna figure out Web Fluid. But then the, <laughs> but then he made
3: the other
4: cast. Is, yeah, then the problem is later in the movie he has a perfect suit. It's like, how did you make that? <laughs> um okay. So uh... he uh, I... wrestling. Wrestling. Sorry. The
0: best part of the movie, the best thing in the movie. So <laughs> this is what I foreshadowed too earlier.
4: So uh, he goes to – well, first, Uncle Ben's going to drop him off. He says he's going to go to the library to do research. He's really going to earn money at this wrestling thing. He's a real dick to Uncle Ben. Um, And then he goes to the wrestling thing. Um, I also like that conveniently, uh, before he goes to the wrestling, uh, Uncle Ben drops the Great Power uh, has come great expensive. responsibility, which is interesting because that's not a, that's a line that now is attributed to him, but originally in Spider Man's Origin, he didn't actually say it, it was right. just in the issue.
3: Anyways, no one cares about that. I do. Also, why does he think that uh, that Peter Parker has great power at that point? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he goes to the wrestling
4: thing, that's where we get Bruce Campbell as the announcer, and uh.
3: Macho Man Randy Savage. Did you notice, though, that the guy being dragged from the ring, the wrestler, also very clearly had Bruce Campbell's voice dubbed over it? Oh, Oh, my God, my legs are broken. Well, so Bruce Campbell's the announcer, and
4: uh, Macho Man Randy Savage is playing Bonesaw. Bonesaw McGraw. (laughs) Bonesaw is ready. Is this the best? Okay, you do it then.
0: Bonesaw is ready
4: That's pretty good uh, Kush, you got one I got you
2: for three minutes Of pain <laughs> Freak show
4: <laughs> LPJ you got one How many gonna... minutes
2: I can't follow that I'm gonna hit you like I hit a tree with my jeep Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Snap him to a tree branch <laughs> Oh yeah
4: That's the that um, lead man Sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so see so this wrestling thing is just it's like see if you can last three minutes in the ring with bonesaw uh he goes down he wants to be the human spider but like bruce campbell's like ah that name sucks so he announces him as spider-man uh then they just make it a cage match for some
3: reason also this movie treats wrestling as if it's 100 percent real
0: i also <laughs> love the dude in the in the audience who goes
1: yeah that's yeah, sands
3: <laughs> oh,
4: that's horatio it yeah Wow. Uh, it's got that really that joke that didn't age well where Spider Man's like, Oh, that's a nice outfit. Did your husband make it for you? And it's like it <laughs> I don't I don't know if it ages that well. <laughs> um also then like you said, yeah, they, they make it seem like it's real. It, like he's like wailing on him with a chair, and it's like that would kill someone, or like yeah. put them and in a, a hospital. At one point. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. They give him a crowbar. Uh, so he, he ends up beating Bonesaw. Saw. Uh, then the, the dude, the wrestling promoter only gives him a hundred dollars and he's like, Hey, the ad said 3000. He's like, that was for three minutes. You only did two minutes. So I give you a hundred dollars. uh, and he's like, Hey, and then, then you get that thing where he tells him, he's like, Oh, I missed the part where that's my problem. Then the guy immediately gets robbed like two seconds afterwards. And Peter lets the, uh, the robber go. And the guy, the, I, it always cracks me up the line that the guy has where he's like, he's like, you could not clobbered that guy. Now he's getting away with my money. <laughs> well, also,
3: what way, me up before he's... that, the cop is like, why didn't you stop him? Hey, teenager, <laughs> why didn't you stop this armed robber? Not a very good look for the police of New York in that situation. Like, hey, I... why didn't this teenager help me? just the
4: way that promoter though re- words that live he's like now he's getting away with my money <laughs> like you could just send money and then Peter throws back in his face the part where he's like uh, I missed the part where well, that's my problem
0: then now before co- we leave the wrestling arena
4: yes go ahead please
0: I need to reference another thing with, with Macho Man Randy Savage now, are you guys familiar with his album Be a yes. Man I yes am. so it's, it's a great album if you haven't heard it Macho Man Randy Savage takes hip hop back to the roots, back to the way it was when Jesus Christ invented it, <laughs> and he has a uh, a song called "Be a Man" where he's calling out Hulk Hogan. And there's a line in the movie that ties in, or li- rather, a line in the song where he uh, he's you know he's mocking Macho Man through the whole thing. He starts off the second verse with "They call you Hollywood, don't make me laugh, cause your movies and your acting skills are both trash. Your movie straight to video, the box office can't stand." While I got myself a feature role in Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> That's quite awesome. moving. That's awesome.
4: Yep.
0: Oh man! I just think it's great that he he was like, man, I got I was in Spider-Man. I got him so much better than uh, you know, your starring roles in Suburban Commando, <sighs> Mister Nanny, or whatever.
4: bill <laughs> will bring up Suburban like, Commando. Look, I, I got mean, you. The
2: spot. That was a, that was a rough month. <laughs>
4: Um. So anyway, so Peter shows up. I, I I find it convenient that he shows up just in time to see Uncle Ben die in front of his eyes, and they're so, like. He's like, oh, Peter, Peter. <laughs> like
0: that's another thing that that stuck in my wife's craw. I was like, I've seen a lot of people die lately. No one just goes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're gonna Peter, you're gonna find out later that Thomas Like, that's, it? Killed like him. that's how they kill him. Is he just goes. Oh. <laughs>
4: So, um, oh, yeah, they are going to retcon it later. So it was yeah. actually Thomas Dayton church to kill them.
0: a
3: striped shirt shot me. <laughs>
4: um, so, uh, so Peter goes racing off after he's like, oh, the, the murderer is getting away. Uh, so they go and he chases him down in Sam Raimi's classic car. Um, he, he confronts the guy in an old warehouse. And it turns out uh, it was that guy that he let run right past him. And he could have stopped him, but he didn't. Uh, and then he kind of is responsible for murdering that
3: guy, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> he backs him up and the guy trips.
4: Uh. <laughs> the guy trips and falls out a window and dies. Um, so, uh, and also while this is happening, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Norman uh, murders the general and all the other guys in that piece of shit looking exoskeleton suit that they're going to go with. Um, okay. So uh, they they cut to graduation. He wins the science award. Um, blah blah blah. Uh, then then we cut forward in time, and he's like making a name for himself as Spider Man, still continuing to whoop it up every time he swings through the sky. Um, and, and that's also like uh, Tush
3: said. I have a note that says, "No way, he made that suit himself that he's wearing now." Um, uh, during, during when he's stopping the robbers, I noticed that like when he has the the burglars up on the web, I'm like. Well, this is 2002, so even the burglars are wearing belly shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then,
4: then intro uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson.
3: Perfect. Yeah. He's like he might be the best thing in this movie. He might yeah, be better be than. Bare, one bare, yeah.
4: That's yeah, that's is, probably true. He is so 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 good in this movie. He's great. Uh, his performance, even even the third movie, that's like a piece of shit. Like he's great in it. Uh, and I like that he's so good that they're like, well, we got to bring him back as Jonah James? Yeah, said. dude. When I went, else play him.
3: Yeah.
0: opening night for Far From Home, I was so disappointed in the theater that I went to because I was a, completely no head. had no idea that he was going to be in it. And when he popped up, I was I stood and cheered and I looked around and nobody else like made a <laughs> remark. I was like, you guys are all fucking idiots. <laughs> so we were were definitely like oh oh no man i jumped up and was like yes and my wife's like what are you doing
4: (laughs) so um so uh peter runs into mj she's a big liar. says like oh i'm acting and stuff but she's really just a waitress also uh harry ends up to be a dick because he's like dating mj behind peter's back and not telling him about it um uh, also why why do you think that Peter's so against having Norman find him a job? Cause like Norman seems like, I don't understand why he won't just be like,
3: yeah, give me a job. Like yeah, maybe he's got instilled like a worth work ethic or something from uncle Ben. Well, on that.
2: Keep in mind. He's also moonlighting a Spider-Man on the side. Ah, good
3: point. So yeah. if he,
2: he doesn't want to, he wants to be able to just quit the job. If he, if he has to, or, or find the job yeah. that fits his hours.
4: That's fair enough. So then he sees the ad about how the the Bugle's looking for pictures of Spider-Man, so he takes a bunch of pictures. And some of them I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand how Spider-Man works. He sets the camera off on a timer. Some of them I don't know how he would get, though, because they're like close-ups of him like, swinging through the air, like right by a building and stuff. Um, he wants to get a job there, but he says, no, be a freelance. Uh, cut to Norman, who's getting uh, he's getting out, out outed or fired by the board of directors at Oscorp. Mm-hmm. I love that little bit, like, like I love when he screams the, do you know how much I
3: sacrifice?
4: Like, the little bits of, like, that he does, like, the slip, like, the insanity of, like, the goblin into his performance. So good. Uh, cut to the Unity Day Festival, where, where perhaps the thing that dates the movie the most is
3: that the headlining act is Macy Gray. <laughs> well, there's a couple things about the Unity Festival. First of all, it's the U- World Unity Festival... As put on by an arms company, <laughs> they really seem to be focusing on the Germanness of it all, because it seems like most of the people there are dressed up in German-type stuff. So, little iffy, you know. They're uh, not actually known for their unity, or at least voluntary unity, you know uh so uh cut to mj she's wearing a kimono for some reason
4: unexplained she's, unity she's, she's wearing a kimono i also like that they are so high up on that building and like harry looks down and can see that peter's standing there. <laughs> <laughs> like picks him out of the crowd uh green goblin shows up um i i don't I, I, the green goblin costume in this is dumb um, I, it's kind of crazy. Have you guys ever seen like the, the test of when they had like the, yeah, the comic book accurate mask that they yeah. were going to go with and it looks so good, but I guess they decided that they thought it was too scary for like a, a kid's movie, quote unquote.
3: I think this takes the Batman, like the Michael Keaton, Batman, like, you know, route where it's like, okay, we're just going to make it like, you know, more of an armor. So like, it, they felt like that was more realistic, you know?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing, is that they were going for more of, like, a realistic look, but I feel like he kind of, I mean, I know people have said this before, but he does kind of look like a like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger or something, yeah. like, especially the helmet, I'm not a fan of.
3: Um, the way they redid it for No Way Home was cool, though, just, like, getting rid of the helmet and throwing on the, the purple sweatshirt and everything, you know, yeah. and it's uh, basically going off the fact that Willem Dafoe can make his face look like a goblin, goblin if he chooses to, yeah. you know.
4: Um, so he blows up the board members of Oscorp. We get a Stan Lee cameo. Um, there's a little bit that I never noticed, and then someone pointed out to me. There's a point where, like, after he punches Spider-Man, and Spider-Man flies into a lamppost, and the lamppost falls over, and just totally falls, <laughs> dude. It's yeah, like really it's fat f- guy. It's this big fat guy who just gets hit by a light pose. Um and I and I like uh they fight and he like punches the glider and then like Norman flies off and he yells, We'll meet again, Spider Man and I said that in my notes it's essentially like Team Rocket blasting off again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's... Um just a just to, I pulled out I have never seen the mask, the original yeah. mask, and it does look pretty dope. But I have a question for you guys who've read the comics and have that background. Why does he pick the goblin persona? Like, because seeing that mask, I'm like, why the fuck would he make? And in the movie, it doesn't make any kind of sense. Because, at least in this, where it's like just, sort of. These,
3: a, everything had to be both alliterative, you know, Green Goblin, and um, just colorful and kind of like you know. No, I get that. look at I mean, all those characters back then. Like, look at Craven the Hunter. It's insane looking. Right. I I was just wondering if there
0: was ever any kind of like under like reasoning why he picked a goblin persona, or if they're just like they chalked it up to '60s. Who gives a fuck? I I I
4: believe '60s because I I think the way because the way that the character was introduced, is they introduced the goblin as a character and didn't know who they were going to make it, and then they decided that they were going to make it Norm Osborn. So like when he first showed up forever, he was just the Green Goblin, and he wrote his
3: original glider looked like a broomstick, which is kind of wild. Uh, I have but, a copy of Amazing Spider-Man number forty, where they reveal it's Norman Osborn for the first time. Um, so, anyway, so so Spider-Man saves Mary Jane, drops her off on a roof, swings off. He's still
4: whooping it up while he's swinging away. Um,
0: I <laughs> defy you to swing like Spider-Man and not whoop out of excitement. But I feel like you'd get over it at a certain point, you know? Uh, like you don't know, man. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take Joe to one of those bounce places and see
4: how much whooping he does. Um, they, show, they show Norman enjoying some Maker's Mark bourbon, which is like, come on, Norman, you could buy something classier than Maker's Mark. I like Maker's Mark, but it's not an expensive bourbon. Um, but Willem Dafoe is awesome in this movie. He chews the scenery like no one's business. He has like an argument with himself in the mirror as the goblin, and it's great. He's so good in this movie. Um... Oh, I, I didn't know, because he has pictures of himself that he turns into the bugle fighting the green goblin but you didn't see him set up his camera beforehand so i wonder how he got those pictures um then the green goblin shows up at uh at the bugle because he wants to find out who spider-man is he talks to spider-man he wants spider-man to team up with him i guess because he decided that that's what he wants to do um uh then we get to the uh the famous upside down kiss scene and and like you (laughs) said uh dave there's um there's a lot of a lot of nipple in this, and it's pretty clear what those guys are planning to do. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, the, the upside down kiss—does it hold up? How do you guys feel about it? It's
3: pretty iconic. I yeah. mean, you know,
4: yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the things everyone remembers about this movie. But um... being a
0: being a giant tall person, um, I often will like walk up to my wife, and she's sitting in a chair. I'm like, hey, Spider Man kiss, and just like lean over her, and she's like never <laughs> into it. My kids, <laughs> on the other hand, love it. I tell Ben, hey, Ben, Spider Man's new. And he just looks up and he's so excited. <laughs> so I love it.
4: <laughs> oh, well, LBJ well, and Tush do that as well. So Yeah.
0: Or like when, when like, well, I walk caught. up behind Joe's,
3: Joe's chair and be like, hey, Joe, Spider Man kiss. And he'll be like, no, I'm like, Joe, Spider Man kiss. We <laughs> had to talk to HR for a little bit, but you know, they understand the homage. So, okay. So cut to, um,
4: what, what I feel to be the most elaborate thing in the world, because Spider-Man is seemingly just swinging around New York and comes upon a building fire, right? And this lady's like, hey, my baby's in there. I don't know how she got out and the baby didn't. So Spider-Man goes in to save the baby. He does. Brings the baby down. And then the cop's going to arrest him. I wasn't sure why the cop was going to arrest him. I don't
3: get it. because The only one who seems to dislike him at this point is J. Jonah Jameson. Maybe that yeah. guy's just an avid bugle reader.
4: Yeah, because the cop's like, I gotta arrest you, and then they hear like screaming, and he's like, I gotta go, and he's like, I'll be here waiting, and he's like, I'm not coming back, chief. So then he goes in there, and it turns out that it was the Green Goblin. But like, did the Green Goblin just set a bunch of (laughs) fires around New York and like wait to see if Spider Man showed up? Like, it seems it seems like a super elaborate plan. Um, He he throws the uh, he throws the 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 pumpkins that turn into the blades. Uh, Peter gets a cut. Uh, and then he like, he kicks, uh, Norman through the fire and, uh, yeah. So also I was confused and I get it. I know the answer is going to be, it's a movie, but like, I feel like Norman doesn't really disguise his voice
3: at all. <laughs> He's yeah, I was thinking that exact same thing. <laughs> he sounds exactly, I mean, with a little bit of variation, but then it, it goes away. Yeah. He sounds exactly like him.
4: So, uh, cut to Harry and Peter's apartment where this is uh, it's Thanksgiving, which by the way, this is officially a Thanksgiving movie. So you should watch it on Thanksgiving to celebrate. Um, they, they're going to find Peter. I like that somehow Norman hears like the one drop of blood <laughs> when Peter's like on the ceiling and his yeah. arms cut. And the one it's like, that's a very like Sam Raimi thing to me too. The like yeah. drop the shot of the one drop of blood hitting. And it looks like ketchup <laughs> when it hits the ground. Um and so, like, they're having Thanksgiving dinner and he realizes that uh, Peter Spider-Man, because of the cut on his arm, it's like bleeding through his shirt. Um, when, he's, so- when Aunt May
3: slaps his hand, his reaction is like, <laughs> that's some real, you know, gobbling right there. It's like, wait a minute. you know? Yeah,
4: yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then so so he figures out that uh, Peter Spider-Man, so he goes after Aunt May. Um, uh, I don't know how he knew that, like, uh, Aunt May was saying that whole prayer. <laughs> He was outside the window, and he, like, blows a hole in the window, and then he's like, finish it! Um, but I, you know, my my religious knowledge name is not very good, so I don't even know what she was saying, but...
3: Um, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely a Protestant prayer. Catholics keep it short and sweet, Okay, so I don't
4: really know that much of it either. Because then she's like,
3: for i evil! <laughs>
1: and then,
4: like, I'm confused exactly what's wrong with her when she goes to the hospital, because she's just, like, yelling, those Horrible yellow eyes! And then, like, <laughs> like, Peter immediately knows that it's the Green Goblin because of that. I was kind of confused about. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, cut to Mary Jane coming to visit um, uh, uh, Aunt May in the hospital. Uh, she tells Peter that she's in love with Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I love this little bit where he's like oh yeah i'm friends with Spider- spider-man i talked to him uh and he asked me about you and this is what i said and he like has like a five minute speech and i'm like come on dude you just said all that to Spider-Man.' <laughs> Which like the thing about mj is is that blah 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 um and then like uh james franco walks into the room and like i guess is upset that they're holding hands or something
0: um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing I've been doing throughout this entire episode is calling back to something that happened a minute ago. Yeah, please do. The, the prayer that Aunt Mary is saying or Aunt May is saying is the Lord's Prayer, like one of the most famous prayers ever. Well, just about wait, any I church I, I, was, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. To
3: that. She's saying, yeah, she you
0: No, know, yeah. she gets. She says that forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and goes on from there. Yeah. So I, I had to look it up because again I didn't get to finish the movie. But uh <laughs> and that's why that's,
4: that's why at the end she's like he's like finish it, she's like well, then, Wrong I, well, yeah.
3: tell you that, I guess yeah, I must have I might have been not paying attention to that part, but you would never say the Lord's Prayer is grace, generally speaking. So Well she's just saying it to like
4: she's
0: yeah, she's saying it to Uncle Ben. Yeah or, to after, a photo of after, Uncle Ben at her bed.
3: Yeah.
4: She's getting oh, ready to go oh. to bed.
0: And she okay. has a framed photo. Okay, so, what oh, saying.
3: that. So no, I, you, Joe's talking about the grace, though, at the dinner.
0: No, no but it's, I, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing that that Joe does. I've noticed when he when he's recounting the events of the movie, is he will find the weirdest shit. Like he's wearing a dope ass peacoat, but then he'll also jump from a scene of them eating dinner and saying grace to a scene of her saying prayers at bed later. on. Yeah, because
4: those are different <laughs> things. Yeah, LPJ's with me. I said that norman figures out that he's spider-man and then then, yeah then goes after aunt may and right but the the way
0: you said it is he left and i don't know how she was he knew that she was saying prayers like you don't you don't also say and that scene ends and then we're going into this well we're also assuming
2: that the people listening to the podcast have seen the movie
0: we have seen the movie and we're still confused about the way he said it.
2: well that's on you
0: (laughs) anyway i love you joe keep going (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay,
4: so she somehow knows, uh, he knows that it's the Goblin because of the yellow eyes. Uh, we cut to the bit about, you know, them talking. Um, uh, also, uh, she mentions him not being Superman. So I guess Superman, uh, at least a comic book character, exists in the this Marvel universe.
2: Huh.
3: As does Shazam.
2: So we're in a universe, I never really thought about that. So we're that. in a universe where all the DC heroes exist in comic book form but none of the marvel ones do
4: apparently did you read that they said that like allegedly they were supposed to film a hugh jackman cameo as wolverine in this movie Yeah, and it, and it went as much as like he went to new york or wherever they were filming on set because he thought he was going to be in it but then they they didn't end up doing it i didn't know that until doing research for this i thought that was wild uh okay so uh he figures out that like um the goblin's going after the ones he loves, so he he calls uh Mary Jane's house on a payphone and uh ends up like the goblins there. So I didn't know if he just it was good timing or if the goblin was waiting around for him to call so he could answer. Um that was unclear. Um uh, they go to the bridge, uh there's these kids on this tram in the middle of the night. I'm not sure where they're going. Um but they're riding the tram in the middle of the night. Um, the Goblin, I feel like I'm kind of confused about the Goblin's strength in this. Like uh, he, uh, he has
3: enhanced strength. I mm-hmm. think that, that all the, the yeah, like yeah, the Goblin's that. I think I'd say what they were trying to go for is he's like Spider-Man's equal in strength.
4: Yeah, because he at one point, he, Spider-Man shows up and he's like, hey, he's got Mary Jane in one hand. He's holding the cable to this tram of kids. And he's like, Hey, you got to decide: Are you going to save this tram of kids? Or are you going to save the woman you love? Um, but he saves both. Uh, he yeah. he grabs
3: her. He swings around. He grabs it. Um, it's I, a callback to the way Gwen Stacy died in the comics. So when right. you're seeing that that you know, you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know? Right, right, right. But
4: he saves them both. Um, <laughs> I I do like when he's like, hey, you got to climb down to the tram, and he's going to lower it onto the barge, uh, and she starts climbing down, and then like. It gets like hit, and she like slides down this like metal ca- cable. Like her hands would be like shredded. Oh, they'd be oh, yeah.
2: absolutely shredded.
4: Like they would be like, she'd be bleeding all over the place. Um, I, I, how do you guys feel uh, in retrospect? You're kind of looking back at it now, like the scene where all the the people on the bridge are
3: like, "Hey, you mess with one, you mess with all of us. It's New York." And they're like, "They're a 911 thing." Like you know, New York strong, right. all that. And they yeah. even had the next movie a little bit too. Like yeah, I i mean at the time it, it hit you on the feels you
4: know yeah i guess now but, it feels
3: it feels a little weird to me now yeah. watching it but yeah now it's uh, just like new york just as crappy <laughs> as ever so um, new york listeners yeah
4: so um the goblin and peter have their final showdown and like i don't know on the ground by uh the bridge um I also believe under the bridge by the red hot chili peppers maybe I also have a little bit of confusion about the strength of the pumpkin bombs in this cuz he throws one earlier and it incinerates the whole board of Oscorp but then he throws one like right next to Peter's face and it just kind of like messes his mask up a little bit there, so a, different
2: pumpkin bombs. Oh, Yeah the, the board
0: members hard. weren't wearing costumes they would have been fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Those all the same no,
3: those were all like old, like weak dudes. You know, <laughs> Toby Maguire. Strong. We're
0: talking about. Okay,
3: their bones weren't strong enough.
4: He used um, the good
0: bombs first.
3: So
4: then, like he he ends up like, and and you talked about this earlier day that like he kind of has Spider-Man beat, but then he talks about how he's gonna like, dudes. He's like, oh, I'm gonna have a good old time with Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, so like that makes Spider-Man fight back. Um and he ends up, uh, and that's, you know, how he dies in the comics. He uh, impales himself with his own glider. But I still, like, and, and watching it now and watching it ever, it still looks like that that glider stabs him right in the Great crotch. Right? 100% oh, yeah.
3: It's <laughs> as low as it can be. Especially when you think about the size of those blades. So, like, yeah, it it, it got his dick.
0: <laughs> I also just love the, oh. <laughs> <Yeah, the> last... <laughs> God's being
4: Spider-Man. Yeah godspeed spider-man he like hits one button on his arm and that thing like it's like knows exactly what to do but yeah that is great like that's another like kind of like sam Raimi thing where like just like the close-up on his face and he's like oh and then he gets stabbed in the dick um and then he's like he's not dead yet and he's like well don't don't tell harry don't let harry find out so he takes him home uh takes him out of the costume and like harry sees him Leaving his dead body behind, and Harry's like, "Oh, I think Spider-Man killed my dad, and then undressed him, and yeah, put maybe... him in a blanket, and then put him on the couch." Do you have something, Tush?
0: I think Tush has gone. I think he's frozen. He's gone.
4: <laughs> he's frozen. He can't even. Whatever he's saying, we'll never
0: know. Um, I also kind of wonder, like, what was, what did Peter expect anybody was going to believe as they find Norman Osborn stabbed with three knife wounds in his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh what a weird. weird yeah. oh. go. <laughs> hey, he just it's weird. I was walked in, my dad killed himself, just stabbed him three separate times in the dick. It's
3: like, it's like a movie James Franco himself would make.
4: Spider-Man Spider Man killed my dad by stabbing him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> um so then uh they they go to uh Norman's funeral and like uh Mary Jane's like, Hey I'm in love with you, Peter, but Peter's like, nah, uh, we can't be together, you know, because he knows that he's, he's Spider-Man and she'll always be in danger. Um, and then we uh, get to the end of the movie, right? Did I yeah. miss anything?
3: No, that's nope. it. I mean, where the fuck was Venom?
4: <laughs> 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 uh, LPJ, uh, do you have any role reversals for us?
2: <sighs> yes, <laughs> there <laughs> are so many role reversals. I now keep this in mind. I'm only doing the ones for this iteration of the movie. There's an entire paragraph of people who were at one time attached to this movie from 1980 until now. Um, So just as far as this particular Sam Raimi directed movie goes, um, for J. Jonah Jameson, they had Arlie Ermey, Hugh Laurie, uh, Dennis Farina, who I thought would probably be pretty good in it, uh, Michael Keaton, Fred Ward and Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton? Yeah. I
3: think any of them would be good.
2: Yeah. Free, nothing would have been really good. Um, yeah. I for, think Emory
3: would be really good.
2: Yep. For a uh, Mary Jane, Kate Hudson, and Tara Reid.
3: Uh, Kate Hudson would have been good.
2: Alicia Witt, Mina Suvari, Eliza Dushku, who is actually uh, screen tested. If you get the special edition, you can actually see her screen test uh, in the special edition. Um. Oh, Xander just put a link to the gift set. Yes, this is what I had.
4: Now, now that I'm seeing it, I remember. I do remember this. I didn't have it, but I do remember
2: it. Yep.
3: I always After remember seeing it, but it. I never got it. for all the people you said, I stand by my Kate Hudson would have been good.
2: Yep. But that's about uh, it. for Norman Osborn. Uh, Nick this Cage. is a, before
0: you read these off. Yeah. I don't want to say this is a question I am constantly asking people, like who could be perfectly cast as Norman Osborne? And I want to hear your opinions after this.
2: Uh, all right, so here's we got Nick Cage, <laughs> John Malkovich, Bill Paxton again, Mel Gibson, oh, John Tra- on board, John <laughs> Travolta, Brad Dorif, Robert De Niro, and it was going to be Billy Crudup. Mm. and then well, he was too
3: young at that point right
2: and then um uh, uh uh um what's his name oh i can't think of his name now uh uh, uh william defoe uh, uh like lobbied to get this part and won over sam raimi and, and got the part as far as who could be it better
0: yeah like if if, if huh. no way home aside and we see that you know right william defoe comes back who do you think could be who could play that role really well? well? I mean, I, even I think, even physically, like Joe I think, would
3: really like to see Dane DeHaan in that role again, uh, <laughs> or Chris Cooper kind of in that role, just dying immediately.
2: I think but, like Nicolas Cage and Malkovich could have probably yeah, played it, but I don't know that it would have been better than Will oh, Foe.
4: I, I think I think Dander saying if they Martin, were going to introduce Norman Osborn now, oh, right. now. Okay. If like,
0: if now, if we're getting if we're getting an MCU Norman Osborn. Uh, yeah, and it can't be Willem Dafoe because they've they've already thrown out he's in a he's in a different universe.
4: That's a tough one.
0: The you... best the best solution I've been able to come up with is John Hamm. I can see that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but I think he's almost too handsome.
0: <laughs> too handsome?
3: Yeah, John Hamm is handsome. I look, I you're not
0: wrong. That's why I said that's the best I can come up with. It's not a perfect yeah. answer. It's a
3: that's a tough one. That's a that's a.
0: That's and a, also, uh, do they give him cornrows? <laughs> that was
3: just how they drew people's curly hair for some reason, which <laughs> is insane North, to me. The, the, I think
4: they did. A, I think they did a good job in this. Though I do like, I, and I know they're not really, but I do feel like you get kind of like Franco and like uh, William Dafoe in this. They kind of have like a similar look. Like you can kind yeah, of like, believe that hair. they're. Yeah, you can't. Well, you kind of believe that they're like father and son. Like they they look close enough alike. Um, we also skipped over the little bit, um, or I forgot to mention the little bit where uh, Norman's having that really loud conversation outside the apartment where he's like saying that Mary Jane's a gold digger and he's
3: like, do
4: what you need with her and then dump her. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's kind of sexually aggressive in this movie.
4: Yeah. This movie does have a weird kind of horniness to it um, that maybe you don't pick up on when you first see it. Um,
2: uh, all right. So, one more round of role reversals for Peter. Uh, when James Cameron was directing it, if it wasn't going to be Edward Furlong, it was always going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, uh, I don't see it. I
0: nope. Don't like it.
2: Wes Bentley, who uh, almost had the role. Yeah, but then
3: he went on to play, what is his name, Blackheart or whatever, and yes. uh, Ghost Rider?
2: <laughs> F- Frankie M- Munoz. <laughs> <laughs> Topher Grace. And then Josh Hartnett was their other choice. Topher Grace with
3: a probably and OK.
4: I, I don't know. I, no. I feel like
3: out of all those, like Toby Toby's you know fine. like oh, he that would have been okay too. He's probably I mean, all and he's he's not he's not nerdy enough, you know, I mean, Toby is good in this movie, he like is, I, yeah. I I like him a lot
4: as Peter Parker. Uh, he yeah. just he's a little bit older. I think it's a problem. He just seems old. I know, you know. And I don't know. He doesn't pull off the quips very well. I feel like they didn't quite figure out the quipping of Spider-Man in this movie. So he says like weird things, like yeah. "You're the one who's like or out, out, gobby out of your mind" or something. Like they just don't they don't work as well. I don't right. feel like they haven't yeah. figured out the quips.
3: To me. But like he like when I when we saw No Way Home first time in the theater, like he was the one that got the biggest like applause when he showed back up. Like we all knew he was coming back, but people were like went nuts when he showed back up. Who, Toby Maguire? Yeah, Toby Maguire. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, see, see, I feel like Andrew Garfield got more pops, but... Yeah, who knows? Anyways. Um, the,
3: like, and,
4: and like you said, LPJ, there's so much about this movie. Like, we could talk about it endlessly, all the behind-the-scenes stuff and the, what led up to being made and all that stuff. Like, it, it's just pages and pages and pages. Oh, yeah. Like, like I always say, like, I always print out, you know, like, the, the trivia section from... Internet Movie Database and try and highlight a few things. It's 28 pages. <laughs> yeah, it out of facts. There's
2: almost 300 different, like, little facts.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of stuff to go through if you want to. Um, but I think we're probably ready to get into our ratings, right?
2: I'm good. Yeah,
4: I'm Let's, good. Unless anyone has anything else. Okay, we're
0: good. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of good with that
2: you did. All right. Uh Tush Xander, one of you gets to go first or make one of us go first, I don't care.
0: Tush goes first. Okay.
2: Well, let's give you a
3: longer uh review for me cuz I have a lot Uh-oh. to say about going into it. So, I do like I start I have kind of talked about before, it suffers a little bit in comparison, especially to the Tom Holland but even in some of the Andrew Garfield elements, but like I think that one of my only issues with the movie is that so much of what Peter does is wrapped up around like Mary Jane. Like he gets bit because he's taking photos of her. He wants to get he, you know Uncle Ben gets killed because he needs to get the money to get the car to impress her. Like she's a little bit too integral to the plot. She's the well, real. I feel, I feel like they really only get MJ <laughs> right or their love interest right in the Tom Holland Spider Mans. Like I think Zendaya is a much better love interest, a much better MJ than Kirsten Dunst was. I think. Kirsten Dunst, especially when you get into the other movies, it's a bit whiny, a bit like, you know, it's just like, okay. Yeah, wait till and we... Always look, the damsel in distress. You wait know? till we
4: cover Spider-Man 3. That'll be a great episode.
3: Yeah. And um, and then, like, you know, Emma Stone was fine in the other ones, but, like, you know, we're not talking about those. But, yeah, I really think, like I said, I also think the science elements of it, like, they, you know, they just kind of leave those out completely. You're right in the fact that parts of it seem a little bit dated. However, watching it remembering it, like, when I saw it. Like, I just loved it so much when I first saw it. It's kind of like, and sometimes, like, when they made Venom, I'm like, well, this is what movies were, they, this is what the old superheroes movies were before the MCU. And this is, like, that. So, I still enjoyed it. Like, you know, even despite, like, any of the things that are dated. The special effects all hold up really well. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, like, I think the costumes look a little bit weird. But, like, you know, I think in general, like, the swinging and stuff like that, and, like, all, you know... So I am going to give it three and a half machine guns. Okay.
4: Uh, who wants to go next? Xander?
2: I'll go next if you want.
4: Okay. Do go.
2: Go. it. Right. Um, let's see. Where do I want to start? Um, oh, boy. No, it's not bad. I'm just trying to think how I want to couch my thought here. Um, okay. W- watching this movie reminded me of when I was reading Spider-Man comics. It reminded me of those classic kind of simpler stories um, as opposed to what's kind of now where... where I, don't know, I don't know how to phrase this. Okay, so this movie felt like the stories that I read when I was kind of growing up, right? The new movies feel like the newer side of the comics. I, I think they mirror things pretty well like like, like this movie is couched in kind of that old superhero style um whereas the newer movies are couched in the mcu sort of style of making movies uh it has a lot like the new ones have a lot of interplay with all the other movies they don't feel standalone um this feels like a standalone entity it feels like a saturday morning cartoon kind of thing it feels like 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 i could go out we could, drive to, we could ride to All-Star Comics. I could pick up my Spider-Man comic. It feels like that kind of thing to me. Um,
3: All-Star all cards.
2: All-Star cards, sorry. Uh, it became
3: All-Star all Star cards and comics eventually, Joe.
2: Anyway, my point is, I, I don't know if it's nostalgia that's getting it, that, that's getting to me or, or what it is, but I like this movie a lot. Like I, I forgot how much I enjoyed this movie. I forgot how much I enjoyed this style of superhero movie. Um, there's Something about it feels classic to me. In all the right ways. Uh, not classic in like it feels old. Yes, uh, some of it is a little dated. It does certainly feel like early 2000s. But I don't care about that stuff because at the heart of it, at the heart of it is a classic Spider Man story um, that I just, you don't see that in the newer MCU stuff Be- because it's not. It's all wrapped up in, in all of the Marvel stuff, it's not really standalone whereas this just felt like a classic pure Spider-Man movie uh, and a Spider-Man story. So I'm going to go for machine guns with it. Um, I just really like it. And I, and I forgot how much I really liked it.
0: Uh, Yeah. I'll I'll echo a lot of those sentiments. And I think uh, another thing that this movie has going for it is it really did. I feel more so than X-Men paved the way for how superhero movies would be like people you know when they they cite all the movies and whatnot or comic book movies they always go back and say oh x-men this is what really kicked it off And like no because those are still kind of bad <laughs> yeah whereas this one like it is like on its own it, it it felt like a good good flick like i said not being a spider-man fan this made me a spider-man fan um and i think it set up a great sequel uh not so much the third one um <laughs> But like like LBJ says, it holds up. It feels classic. It feels self-contained, and it's it's good. Like even going back to it nowadays, it's like it's still a, a decent story. It's a little hokey here and there, but most things were back in 2002. So uh, I think I'm gonna probably rate it the same. A, a four, me, and I would be tempted to push down to a 3.5, but I think it's I think it's earned the four yeah. based on what it lifted up to what we can have now.
3: Um, well, another advantage it has over the first X-Men is it wasn't directed by a boy-hungry pedophile. That's true too. Um, no,
4: just
0: guard one, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm pretty close to you guys and, and pretty uh, agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I mean, obviously this movie uh, holds a special place in my heart, and I remember how excited I was about it, and I remember you know, it, it, it and. I still excited. I still like watching it, and I still get excited watching it. It's still, you know, it, it means a lot to me, and I still think it works as a movie. Uh, I maybe don't look back. I, I find it uh, to be a little, little more dated, maybe than you guys like watching it now, and maybe in in a, in a way that I'm comparing it against like newer Spider Man, and, and I don't know. Like I get, I feel like that this movie is. And I know what you're saying about it being a classic Spider-Man story, but I feel like it's very, very much rooted in, like, this is a 60s Spider-Man story. And I don't know, you know, like, I feel like the more modern take on Spider-Man is a better encapsulation of the character in whole. Well, this is a good, this is, but this is very firmly, it is a very honest Spider-Man story, but it's a 60s Mm Spider-Man story, right? Which is fine. Um, but i don't know i may be like a more modern take on the character and i and i and I, I think that some of the stuff as far as like the CGI, and it's going to happen when movies are old, but it, some of the shots look pretty bad now, just in comparison to stuff. But but overall, I can't I can't knock this movie too much, and I and I think just my rating is maybe a little bit informed, just how much that I like Spider Man Two, and I think that it's kind of an improvement on this. So I'm going to go three and a half as well, uh, probably not too far away from a four, but I'm going to go three and a half, and I, and I do still really love this movie, and I will continue to watch it, you know, <laughs> endlessly. I'll always watch it and go back to it. Um, but I think just kind of thinking of it as like if I'm looking at the Raimi trilogy, I, the second one's better. And I don't know if I'd give the second one five stars. So I kind of had to be like three and a half for this one. But I, I still love it. And I don't really have a lot of faults. I know, you know, it, it's fun to nitpick some of this stuff. But overall, I, I I love this movie and I love the character. So. Yeah.
2: All right. cool.
3: Uh,
2: anything else we missed? Anything you guys want to throw in at the end here?
3: Well, I'm gonna throw a little plug. We'll do because Peppercraft uh, Joe and I were talking about earlier, and we're, I was talking about how much how much better Cliff Robertson was than um, Martin Sheen in the role because Martin Sheen in the Amazing Spider-Man is annoying as hell, you know. And um, even though I, I like Martin Sheen, but the best Uncle Ben was Leslie Nielsen in <laughs> Superhero Movie. So oh, watch Superhero Movie because it is an underrated movie. Has some. Has an uh, early Kevin Hart, uh, Leslie Nielsen, like his last really funny role. So I would say check that movie out because it, it's a funny movie. I, I do kind of. That That's movie good. is kind
4: of funny. So I'll give you that. But no, I don't have anything else related to this movie to talk about. Like I said, there's there's so much we could record for yeah. another three hours talking about all the stuff that went into this. But definitely yeah. look up that James Cameron treatment because it's wild.
2: Yeah, Xander, uh, anything you want to plug?
0: The Legend of Retro. All
2: right, do it. We actually plug it pretty pretty frequently on the show.
0: Yeah, if uh, if if you like me, what's wrong with you? Uh, now, uh, if you like old video games and you like the the format of uh, last action podcast, go back and listen to a dead show uh, called The Legend of Retro, where we talk about old video games. It's uh, it's a good solid 269 episodes, plenty to listen to. LPJ's on a few times, yep. and. Uh, it- yeah, I
4: was going to say, uh, LPJ and I were on an episode where we talked about a Spider-Man video game. I can't remember the Spider-Man versus the Kingpin or whatever yeah, the Sega CD was. Uh, yeah, one. So, yeah we, we did an episode where we talked about it. So, you know, you can get your Spider-Man and your Legend of Retro Fiction find that episode.
2: We brought home the bacon.
3: <laughs> and also, isn't like listening to a podcast that is now defunct, isn't that kind of definition of retro? There so, you
0: go. Yeah look at that it blows my mind that we still get people in the discord like hey i'm listening to Legend retro this is a great show and then we're all like Ugh, how far are you because <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you know what? it's an evergreen show like there's yeah. it's timeless like there you know, it's just a great great listen
4: uh, I, did, I, did, I And you probably get this too, or I know we get it sometimes in our Discord channel. it be like, people are like, ah, remember in this episode when you talked about this? It's like, no, I don't. I had to flush exactly. these out of my brain. <laughs> like all the stuff that I absorbed for the two episodes we recorded tonight, is like, it's gone as soon as we're done recording. Yeah, yeah I, gonna... re-
0: I, I remember certain things. But for the most part, I listened to it as we record. I listened to it as I edited. And then I listened to it as it came out, just like, did I fuck up anything when I was editing? <laughs> So I've listened to pretty much every episode three times with the exception of a few Um and yeah, I don't, there's very few that I remember, And so I get excited when people bring it up. I'm like, oh, what is that? Where, yeah. where in the show is that? Can I go back and listen?
4: But, yeah, that is, that is fun. And that's, that's, you know, like, I know you're going to roll into your plug <laughs> of the discord LBJ, but that's a great thing about the discord that people, you know, discovering legend of retro, discovering our show and like just going through the episodes and bringing up. And you know, it's like, oh, I, you know, I forgot about that because it was two years ago, but it's, it's always fun when new people discover the podcast and, you know.
0: Weirdly enough, one of the things that I will always remember is uh, our very first guest was LPJ. Yep. And uh, it was on the Mega Man X episode, and he didn't like the game. And I'm like, why the hell did we even have him on the
2: show? And <laughs> I, I didn't know why. I was like, because Chops is like, hey, you want to be on an episode? I'm like, okay, sure. And then I there is. The, uh, like, oh, yeah, we're covering Mega Man X. I'm like, I don't like Mega Man X.
3: Well, is your reason you don't like it because you're disappointed that uh, you know, a game with X in the title didn't have more Mega Man Dawn?
2: <laughs> no, I was disappointed it didn't have more uh, DMX in it.
3: Oh, that's gonna give it to you, right? Right, that's what? what I was looking
2: for. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. And actually, I was the first guest of any of the shows. Ooh, dust your
4: shoulders off, bro.
2: Yeah, sorry, <laughs> man. OG. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, what's nice about Discord is it's not just our Discord; it's Discord for the whole, uh, for our whole podcast channel.
0: Let's be honest, it's just. It's- currently, it's just us. <laughs> you. Only, you are the you are the podcast network. At we this are the point. only active
2: show at this point. Yes, <laughs> but it's great because all the other channels in our Discord are still open and available and still very active. Like people are constantly chatting in all the channels about everything. Uh, we get a lot of crossover back and forth between our two shows uh, mm-hmm. with people like you know. They'll hear me on Legend of Retro and mention like, you know, well, this podcast, and then they'll come and start listening to our podcast, and vice versa. We've mentioned we mentioned Legend of Retro a lot, and we've had people pop over from our podcast over to Legend of Retro. We,
0: we might
4: actually be the least active channel on the Discord. Yeah, and we're the only
2: still active
4: podcast.
2: So.
0: That's not true. The GameZilla uh, podcast channel is is dead, and I intend to keep it there.
3: <laughs> but for all of that activity, no one has answered my questions about the ultimate warrior
2: <laughs> i don't think they're going to i think i think you
0: channel. have to specifically ping deadite like yes, that's exactly. the only and it's only if he sees that notification that he'll respond
2: probably <laughs> probably but anyway so go to gamezillamedia.com, click on the discord link and join us on discord and chat with all of us about anything you can imagine there's a channel for everything there's a channel for food that gets so much traffic you'd think guy fietti himself was curating the content it's yeah. Insane. he's not he's not surprisingly no it's just uh oh. random stuff typically it's just you know jody and 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 glitch talking back and forth uh, about uh, random italian dishes
4: i was gonna say past guess and drifting expert jody is on the food channel all the time all so the time.
0: i did remember one other thing that i feel like i should plug but it's gonna be pointless because by the time people listen to it it'll be have been be passed tomorrow uh april 22nd is record store day do you guys Ooh. know what's happening on record store day this year no. what's happening a limited pressing of "Be a Man" by Macho Man Randy Savage Whoa. on purple vinyl. Whoa. So, I mean, it's perfect timing. You it just got
4: Dave, you just got Dave's he, attention.
0: He uh, he. At the he, he the last song on the on the uh, album is a dedication to Mister Perfect, and he rhymes What's best with list. I mean, brilliant. I need it
2: brilliant that is that is some next level m M&M m stuff that, right that, there i mean i haven't really
3: brought this up at i guess that's kind of weird but i definitely owned the cd of it <laughs> you know i'm, I'm going out good.
0: tomorrow i'm taking my i'm taking my boy and we're gonna go we're gonna go look for it and i hope i find it but i think it's only like five thousand copies so i'm not holding my breath for it mm-hmm. well i think but, you'll be okay <laughs> i don't know man purple vinyl well as, to
4: tie back into a discord talk uh let us know on the discord if you oh, come across for it. for
0: sure
2: <laughs> well anyway uh, uh thanks for being here guys i appreciate it uh any final thoughts
4: no just that uh we got some fun movies coming up for the rest of this month so i hope hope everyone buckles up
2: ones that i've really wanted to cover
4: yeah well i will just say that i think the quality goes downhill after this
2: significantly we are (laughs) it is barreling downhill
4: yeah but there's there's some there's gonna be some fun ones to talk about so stick around uh for the rest of this month because it's it's gonna be good so
2: all right well this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated
4: but we'll be back in three minutes (laughs) Do you know how much I
1: sacrificed?